but we're certainly honored to get to be here. Appreciate the kind words that's been said uh, for us. We appreciate Brother Dan. We appreciate this board. Most of them I know personally and great friends of mine. It's good to come in and see different folks that we've known for many years, and some of you we've just uh, first time getting acquainted with. Certainly an honor and privilege to get to meet you and be with you. Uh, let me just give you a little background for Ken right quickly. First of all, I want you to know that my granddaddy on my mother's side was an old-time holiness preacher. Uh, I was raised in the holiness church, but I didn't get saved until I was on up in years. Not real old, but uh, uh, my granddaddy was, was uh, like I say, was an old-time holiness preacher. Uh, Back in the buggy days, and he was one of those preachers that they were talking about that his feet uh, literally froze in the stirrups. And when he got to the house, they had to go out there and, and take his feet out of the stirrups and throw his, uh, throw his uh, feet out so they could get them out, his shoes, and get them out. And uh, so I was raised in that kind of environment. My mama got saved when she was 11 years old. She died when she was 87, never backslid one time. Uh, all I ever knew for a mother was a wholeness woman. I never knew my mom to trim my hair, to wear any kind of jewelry, to uh, wear nothing but a dress and uh, pray for us children. And many a time I'd try to wake up early in the morning, raised on a farm in those early days, and hear her back there in the kitchen. She'd already uh, build a fire in the stove. She'd be back there praying, and I'd try to take that pillow and cram it over my ears and keep her from uh, her prayers coming through so they wouldn't haunt me so. And, and uh, uh, when we'd get to church, uh, of course, I was a young boy, a little boy then, but I can remember our, our altar at the church then was just an old one before rail. And my granddaddy would get to preaching, Holy Ghost get on him, he'd get on one foot and dance on that altar on one foot all around. He was an old man then, and he'd dance around on one foot on, on, on that altar. Uh, I didn't know what he... I didn't know what he was shouting about. I didn't see nothing so exciting myself. And then my mama, she'd get, uh, and she was uh, not an Indian, but she had them Indian war hoops about her. She'd come out there squealing and hollering and running and slanging her hand and speaking in tongues. And I'd say, well, my Lord, what in the world? She's so carried away. Looked like they could tone this thing down, shut it on down pretty soon. We could go to the house and do something else. But then one day the veil fell from me. And now I see why they were so excited. Hallelujah. And uh, years, and of course, then I got uh, the Lord saved me and uh, called a preach and preaching for a while. And my first missionary trip was to Trinidad, to the island of Trinidad. And uh, I'd, I'd been preaching for some time. I got upset with America, with the preachers, and uh, in, in, in the sense I wasn't fixing the backslide, but uh, people just want to talk to you about the problem, the problem, problem. So uh, I got this chance to go to uh, Trinidad, and I went. And in going, uh, I, I, I had my mind concept that uh, uh, I'll get away from all this yakety-yakking over here in America, and I'll get over yonder where I'm going to a bunch of heathens, but at least it'll be different. And I wasn't there but just a few days before two or three of the brothers come around and said, Brother Bridges, we need to talk with you. Can we talk with you? I said, yeah. 
We got a sign, and I declare, if I'd have closed my eyes, I'd have thought I was back in the United States. You just can't run from it. Amen. So, so it, it just won't work. And, and, uh, uh, but the Lord's been good to us and blessed us, and, and uh, we're thankful to be a part of the mission work. We appreciate the missionaries that's here. Uh, Sister Betty, I told her last night, she stood up and said, Panama. I, I told her, I said, you, you better tell them Panama de Panama. Because uh, uh, some of some people here thought it's probably talking about Panama, Florida. I called to get a ticket to Panama, and they said yes. Well, you'll have, do you want to go through Tallahassee and lay over in Tallahassee and then fly on down uh, to Panama? I said, what have I got to go to Tallahassee for? I said, well, sir, that's the way you go to go to Panama City, Florida. I said, I'm not going to Panama City, Florida. I'm talking about Panama, the country. Oh, that Panama. So uh, Sister Betty is from Panama de Panama. Hallelujah. Uh, appreciate, again, I say all, all Brother Landers and all the good brethren, saints of God, we appreciate you. Uh, uh, we've got a young brother here, and he's, uh, he calls me Papa. And uh, raised up onto me, uh, uh, he's... Uh, uh, he was out of church for a while, and I was preaching a meeting. He come back and prayed through it. And of course, he's been in now several years, and thank God for it. And the Lord's are using him, and he's doing a lot of interpreting, and he's, he's, he's doing good. And we're looking forward to the day. Well, he's already interpreting. We're looking forward to that day when he's going to be doing more. And I foresee the day coming when uh, he'll be, be a, another... Uh, uh, Brother Jeremy Brooks, uh, Sister Mata Betty, Brother uh, Carlos Guerrero, one of those. And, uh, and they're working with us. And it's, uh, by the way, our, our mission boards consist of Brother Dan Roberts, Brother uh, Mike Flowers, Brother Ben Shaw, Brother uh, Daryl Tolliver, and, and uh, myself, and Brother John David Long. That's uh, Brother... Uh, Sh- Brother uh, Roberts and Brother Mike, we just voted them on this year, and we're glad to have them on our board. And, of course, um, Brother Mike is Brother Brian's uh, daddy. And, and Brother Brian done outstandingly good in school, in the language school, and he's doing wonderful with it. Brother Brian, just come up here a little bit, and let's just give him a little bit of it. In, uh, and we might get Sister Molly Betty to do it in Kuna for us. I'm happy to be here. It's a great honor and privilege to get to be with you today. We are blessed of the Lord by hearing the word of God and the preaching that's been preached. We are enjoying it. I thank God for the word. Estoy agradecido con Dios por la palabra de Dios. David said, "Thy word is a lamp unto my feet." David dijo que su que tu palabra es una lámpara para mis pies. A light unto my path. Es una lámpara para el sendo. It lightness. No, nos ilumina. And in lightness. Y nos ayuda. And direct us. Y nos dirige. If we'll follow him. Si le seguimos. God bless you. Dios les bendiga. Un momento. Un momentito. <laughs> Hold it just a minute. Uh, what is your name? Me llamo Brian. Dieguinuga. That. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Thank you, brother. Would you look with us today in God's divine library, please, in the book of Acts. 
Brother Brian, I'm going to get you just stay up here. I want you to get your mic. Get ready. I might get you to do a little reading for me if you would. In the book of Acts, please, would you stand for the reading of the word of the Lord? I probably, some of you might have hadn't stood during the preacher's preaching, so you're probably not going to stand while I'm preaching, so I'll give you a chance to stretch a little bit. Praise the Lord. Uh, In the book of Acts chapter 16, please. Verse number 25 of the book of Acts. Acts chapter 15, uh, 16, excuse me, chapter 16 of the book of Acts, verse number 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prisoner wake out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed him, uh, kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had been, had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Would you, before you sit down, stretch your right hand toward us and ask God to anoint us? Lord, we recognize and realize without the anointing, there's nothing we can do or say that will be of any value. I thank you for the good word of God that we've heard this morning and last night. Thank you for your presence, oh Lord. I'm asking you now to anoint this tabernacle of clay, this body of nothing, that by the anointing we may be able to speak as the oracles of God. Open our understanding, oh Lord, that we may understand your will for our lives. Let us see what you'd have us to, uh, uh, to know. Oh, Lord, oh, God, I pray that you would open our hearts that we may receive and our minds to understand and the good that's done. We'll give none other but God the Father the glory in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, by the Holy Ghost, in Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Uh, Brother Scott preached to us this morning about some wings that we don't need. And uh, I told you a little bit a while ago about those wings that uh, uh, that's kind of what I want. I want to just get away from it and come to find out it was right over there. And uh, then uh, Brother uh, Bill talked to us and preached to us about uh, the discipline and how important it is to be disciplined. Uh, I said to Brother Lindell, and I appreciate him and his wife opening up their home and letting me stay with them. Uh, but uh, I told Brother uh, Lindell yesterday when he come and got me and was coming home, if you've noticed or heard the news in the last few days, there's been a lot of uh, soldiers committing suicide, especially in, in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. There, in fact, I think it was last week, a week before last, and one week, three of them committed suicide. Several have committed suicide. And, and, I, and, and, of course, they just shut down training and everything and trying to uh, 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 get to the root of it. And the uh, commandant had, was talking to them and telling them there'll be no tomorrow if you destroy yourself today, etc. and so forth and on like that. And so uh, I was talking to Brother Lindell on our way in, and I said, Brother Lindell, 
I feel like the reason so many of these uh, young men is committing suicide is because they haven't had any hard life coming up in their coming up days. They, uh, they're cushioned and they're soft. And when us boys come up, brother, when your daddy told you to do something, he didn't tell you the second time. If he did, you'd wish you'd have done it the first time. Amen. And, and we knew what it was to, uh, to have to, have to uh, hustle and to work and to be disciplined and to do things that we, we had to do. And, 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 and we knew what it was to, 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 uh, to have to get out there and really go to it. And I'm afraid this young crowd that we've got today, this, this younger generation, Brother Tolliver, they've been so cushioned and so soft to when they really come up to have to be disciplined. And they really, Brother Jeff, have to come down to it. They can't cope with it. And rather do that, they just cop out with a bullet upside of their head or something like that and get gone. Uh, and, but uh, 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 that's not the answer to the problem. Amen. Uh, I'd like to preach today if the Lord would help us and you would help us. Now, I don't know, maybe it was just more me than, than and of course, I, I can't hear as good as I used to. My wife sometimes tells me, now, you're talking too loud. I'll turn it down. But, uh, uh, but I wasn't hearing a whole lot of racket going on when these preachers pray, uh, preaching. I hope you'll do a little better with me. Praise God. But I'd like to preach on what to do in your midnight hour. A few days ago, and of course, Brother Dan, as he had already said, asked me some time ago to come, and I went through I don't know how many things and thoughts to think about to try to preach. And But uh, uh, here about three or four days ago, the Lord really got on my heart to preach on this, what to do in your midnight hour. Praise God. Now, I want you to understand one thing here, that all, uh, all midnights is not exactly 12 o'clock. Amen. Uh, it's the middle of the night. It cuts into a slice into a, into uh, it divides uh, it, it divides and, and it's uh, uh, when one day ends and another one begins and and it also is a time of adversity and a, a night or a season between uh, uh, darkness and trouble and 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 here uh, Paul and Silas uh, were in the jail and and as you know and we've all already read and the reason they were there was because they'd stirred up the devils much amen I'm afraid sometime the reason we don't have more trouble than we do if we have any at all to mount anything with the outside crowd is because we don't stir them up no more like we used to amen hallelujah uh, uh, but uh, Paul and Silas had, had just uh, uh, really Paul had rebuked a, a young woman that had a spirit of divination to her and, it had, and, and, and cast it out and her masters had seen that they had lost their gain and it stirred them up and they went to the city council and, and so it was that they took them and the Bible said this about it in the preceding verses uh, said that it, they beat them with many stripes. They, uh, they really put it on them. Amen. And then on top of that, they put them in, in the, not, not just inside the jailhouse, but they put them in the inner prison. Praise God. Now I want you to look at the situation, if you would, with us for a little while. And if I could just, just have your mind for a few minutes. Uh, there they are beaten. 
There they are bound in their feet. There they are in the inner cell. And if you'll go back and study that out, that is the bottom most of the time under the royal palace, under the royal magistrate, where the sewer and the waste enters. It's the worst place. In fact, many of them that go there, especially if they have open wounds, become infected. And before they can get to the trial, they're already dead from infection and the situation and the condition that they're having to live in and 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 the stink and the and the, uh, uh, the situation they're in until it looks like there's nothing uh, that could be done but right down here in the middle of this uh, of this situation Paul and Silas the Bible said uh, prayed and sang songs unto God hallelujah now uh, 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 several years ago we had a meeting back in Alabama when I was passing there and was having a meeting on what to do uh, we had some things that had come up on it was a fellowship meeting and when the last one we had there was eight preachers and two uh, uh, the church members was all there ten of us and, and I would got the brothers together and one of them said brother we got a problem I said I know that everybody knows we got a problem but what I want to know what are we going to do about it and, and you could have looked at them here and you could have heard them say uh, uh, one to another, oh boy, we got a problem. I mean, we're in a bad situation and things are terrible and, and, uh, and it's just bad. And, and look, uh, really, we've been just, as Brother Tinsley said, obeying the Lord and look where we are. And I can't understand why God puts me in the place that he's put me. If it's the will of God, I shouldn't be here. Amen. Uh, if you don't mind, let me paraphrase a little bit like some of us holiness folks would do in our testimony. I want to thank God that I'm in the trial, that I'm, uh, oh, bless his sweet name, the devil's about God, et cetera, and so forth and on like that. But down there beaten with wounds, down there with their feet in, in, in uh, fastened uh, in stocks, down there in the bottom of, of the pit, so to speak, in the Lower in a part uh, uh, with the stink and the snitch uh, and everything uh, going all of a sudden. Uh, uh, Paul maybe turns to Silas and said, Let's have prayer. Hallelujah. Let's pray. I want to tell you one thing when you can't do anything else, you can always pray. Hallelujah. Uh, some folks asked me, said, well, Brother Neil, what do you think about so-and-so? What do you think about doing this? I said, I don't ever go anywhere where I don't feel like I'll be comfortable praying. Praise God. Because I never know when I might have to pray or, or I'll need to pray. So I always make sure wherever I go that it's a place that I can pray. Hallelujah. Uh, there they were down in prison. Uh, looked like all hope was gone. Every reason to complain. Uh, but sometimes in our midnights, God can get glory out of them. Amen. And so it was down there in the midnight hour, uh, they begin to pray. Uh, you can pray. Oh, I've come to tell somebody today, you're in a midnight hour, but you still can pray. Praise God. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalms 40, I waited patiently on the Lord. He inclined unto me. He heard my cry. He brought me, lifted me up out of a horrible pit. I'm telling you today, uh, though it may be seem like midnight in your experience, you can still pray. 
Praise God. And so they begin to pray. And in their prayer and, and praying and seeking the Lord, all of a sudden uh, they begin to sing psalms. Hallelujah. And they begin to worship the Lord. Uh, they begin to praise Him and glorify Him. Hallelujah. The Bible said uh, that they uh, that they sung songs uh, and they sang praises unto Him. The Lord is my the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my mighty and high tower. Of whom shall I be afraid? I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Look here, man. Look where you at. Yeah, but I know where God is. You might not know where God is, but God knows where you are. Job said, I can't find him, but he knoweth the way that I take. I'm telling you today, your darkest hour. God still knows where you are and he knows what you're going through and he knows what you're involved in. God understands. Would you help me a little while today? Hallelujah. So I want you to know uh, that in the midst of this uh, prison, uh, they started now some years ago, and it's been back in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, I reckon it was. Old Elvis come out singing Jailhouse Rock, uh, but before Elvis ever struck up a tune or was born, Paul was already writing about a Jailhouse Rock. Hallelujah. And Paul was telling some things how that was going on, and they began to sing, and they uh, praise, and, and they were praying and worshiping God. Hallelujah. And the Bible said the prisoners heard them. That lets me know they wasn't quiet with it. That lets me know that they wasn't bashful with their church service. That lets me know that in the darkest of the night, in the lowest of the place, you can still worship and still have praise and still pray in the darkest of the hour. At midnight, praise God, between two extremes. Here they were. They were worshiping and praising and praying and giving God the glory. And the Bible said the prisoners heard them. Hey, I like what Brother Tolliver said last night. The world is looking at us to see how we act or react in our midnights. Amen. I mean, anybody can shout and hoot and holler when you're in the count meeting and it's running high. But what about when you're in the low place? When you're in the valley? When you're in the darkness? Hallelujah. Uh, I, I, I've not told this part uh, uh, in the pulpit. I've told some off to the side. But I've never told it just out openly in a, in a count meeting. Uh, but the Lord began to deal with me. seemed like after I lay down uh, this morning somewhere around 1 o'clock. And the Lord began to deal with me to tell this part that I hadn't told. I'd been praying and seeking the Lord and I knew that I had heart trouble. I knew it was severe and I'd said nothing to nobody about it and finally uh, my wife uh, detected and she insisted I go to the doctor and kept on and so I knew mostly when I went they were going to do surgery. I just knew, I just felt that way and so I went to praying and I said Lord 
If you want me to go through surgery, whatever you want me to do, just help me to reach somebody. Help me, Lord, to be a witness to somebody. Help me to talk to somebody about their soul. Help me, Lord, that I could be a witness to them. I'll do whatever suffering you want me to do if you'll just give me the opportunity to talk to somebody about their soul. And so it was. They took me to uh, uh, two or three doctors and they just kind of pushed me off. Went to this other one, and uh, cardiologist, and and, and he sent me straight to the hospital, put me in the bed, and come in there and told the nurse and told me, he said, don't let him out of the bed for nothing. In fact, we'd have him in surgery right now if the operating room was available. We were waiting for the room to come open. He will be the first one uh, uh, in the morning to, to have surgery. And told him, said, don't let him off the bed for nothing. He's critical. And he turned to me. He said, all I want you to do is just keep breathing until in the morning. Oh, well, they brought the surgeon in, and the surgeon come up to me and and. And I like the cardiologist. He's all right. But, but, but that was just it. I mean, with just a patient-doctor uh, relation. But when that, cardio, that surgeon come in there, all of a sudden, for some reason, him and I just hooked up with him just like that. Never laid my eyes on him before, Brother Jeff. How about I just hooked up with him? And he walked up there, and, and, uh, and he said, You know, said uh, 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 Mr. Bridges said, Your oxygen's real, real low. And we don't know if we're going to be able to operate. I said, Oh, Doc, I said, Get an air compressor and stick in my mouth and pump me up and give me some air. And you know, just he just laughed and shook his head and, and he said, We'll get to you the first thing. I said, Okay. So we go down there the next morning. And if you've never been, pray that you don't ever have to go. Uh, if you got any modesty, leave it at home. I'm just telling you the most humiliating thing. I don't even walk around the house outside of my house. You do whatever you want to, but I don't even walk around the house at my house uh, uh, with, with, uh, out. Outside with a uh, without a long sleeve shirt. That's just I don't do it. And and uh, there I was down there in, in a way that I didn't appreciate at all. And and they had me all strapped down. And and there I was and had the IV in and the, uh, the anesthesiologist was fixing to inject uh, the the stuff to put me to sleep. And I said to him, I said, Sir, would you let me speak to Dr. Harvey just for a minute, please? He said, Sure. Dr. Harvey, Mr. Bridges wants to speak to you. And he come over there and I said, Doc, you know, you think I'm going to make it. And this fine staff thinks they're going to make it. And I think I'm going to make it. But if I don't, you know, sometimes people don't make it. If I don't make it, don't you worry. I don't want you to go home and say, what did I do wrong? What happened or what went wrong? I said, the Lord just seemed fit to call me on home to glory. And I can go from this operating table just as good as I can go from the pulpit out of glory. Hallelujah. And I said, I want you to know, Doc, just go out there and tell my wife and my children to live for God and come Come on, I'll be waiting for him in glory. Hallelujah. Now, I'd been praying, Lord, make me a blessing to somebody. Let me talk to somebody. Hey, what are you doing in your midnight hour? Hallelujah. Oh, well, the old doc looked down at me. He said, boy, that makes me feel good. I said, look, doc, with the plan I use, you can't lose. Praise God. And so I turned. I said, I'm ready. And the next thing I know, I was awake in, in, in my room sometime later. And time. 
time went on, and, and, and so it was, uh, uh, that, that doctor, that uh, surgeon, him and me and him, just every time he come in, I'd have something to tell him to make him laugh. I'd have something to, uh, and I just, he said, I wish I had a thousand patients like you. And, 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 and so it was one day his uh, 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 PA come in, well, often, but this particular time, and come in and said to me, said, uh, uh, I want to tell you something. I said, okay, Dr. Harvey likes you. Said he said, man, every time he picks up a chart, he'll say, I wonder what that preacher's got to tell me today. Said, I've never met nobody like him. Well, I said to myself, thank the Lord, you know. And he said, he's different. And she said, I want to tell you that he used to be in church and he used to, uh, was studying to be a preacher. And he's from Mississippi. I said, what? Yeah. I said, thank you, Dr. Kelly. Went out. Later on, Dr. Harvey come in. He come walking up. He checked me over and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, okay, now you're through. Sit down on the side of the bed right here. He said, uh, sit on the bed. I said, yeah, you're through with your doctor part. Now sit down on do my part. And he sat down. I said, I want to tell you something. I just found out that you was a backslidden Christian. You used to be in church, and you went to the house of God. And, and he said, yeah, I knew Lanny Wolf. I run with Lanny Wolf for years. I said, my God, man, here you are backslidden, dealing with people every day, and you're right on the verge of knowing what death is like. It's so, it's so, uh, life is so uncertain, and any time you could be leaving. I said, man, you know not to live like this. Look what had happened to you. And I talked to him. He said, thank you, and the tears running down his cheek, and he walked out, and, and he come back and let me go a day or so later, but in, in my, before I left, the night nurse, which was a black man that was in charge, he come in there. And he said, uh, uh, the last night I was there in, in his uh, shift, and he come and he said, could I talk to you and close the door? I said, yes, sir, you sure can. Tears went to running down his cheek. He said, when they brought you back from that surgery, and I knew you wasn't at yourself, said you were speaking in that heavenly language called the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Said some of them said, we didn't know what, we thought it was American. Uh, we, we never heard that language. And, and he said, I didn't say anything to them, but I know it was the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He said, Preacher, I'm lost and I'm backslid. And he said, I feel like the Holy Ghost. I was a talking. And so I got to pray with that black man from Fitzgerald, George, and pray through. Hallelujah. What are you doing with your midnight hour? Hallelujah. The thing to do in the midnight hour, still give him the glory, is still worship him, still praise him, still sing songs. Thank God it's real. It's real. This old time religion is real. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. And so when I went back to my surgeon for a regular checkup, we got through, he had me on the table, and he got through, he, he pulled a chair, and he sat down, Brother Jeff, and he said, uh, I said, would you sit down here? And my wife sat over there, and he said, uh, sit down here. And I sat down, and he turned, and he looked like he trying to swallow an apple, and tears running down his cheek. And he said, would you pray with me? I want to get back to the Lord. And was blessed to pray him through. Hallelujah. And the next time I was with him, he 
He said, I hadn't missed a service uh, since we prayed through. He called me last uh, uh, part of last year and said, I just want his nurse a uh, call. And I answered, said, Mr. Bridges, Dr. Harvey wants to speak to you. I said, yes. Uh, and so I got on the phone. I said, hello. He said, Mr. Bridges, uh, or Preacher Bridges. I said, yes. Uh, he said, I'm just calling to reaffirm uh, that I'm going to church regular and I'm living for God. Hallelujah. I'll tell you. If we can worship him and praise him and glorify him in our midnight hours. I'll tell you it might be dark, but it ain't so dark of what God can't come to the rescue and stand by you. Oh, hallelujah. Look at what's happening in the prison. There are the feats and bounds. They're beaten, but they're praising and praying and giving God the glory. And the prisoners are here. Them. I'll tell you, we need to let this dying world know there's a better program and a better plan and a better way than the way the world is offering. Hallelujah. Woo! Uh, Brother Brian, get me uh, Psalms 119. Please. Hallelujah. I'm, uh, praise God. A uh, verse... Uh, Verse number 62. Psalm 119, verse num number 62. Praise God. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto at thee. At what time? At midnight. What you going to do at midnight? I will rise. I'm going to get up at midnight. The Lord spoke to my heart surely that there are some of you here that's in your midnight hour, but you need to get up. Hallelujah. Who of us hadn't been in a midnight hour? Who of us hadn't been in a dilemma? Who of us hadn't been in a trial? Great God have mercy. Uh, brother, uh, when you was preaching this morning, I thought there's been times I've told you, I, I wished I could go to Canada and get me 10,000 acres and measure it from one point to the other all the way around and put a, a spot right in the middle and put a, a fence around it saying no trespassing this means you and if you and then down there said me said yes you nobody comes I'm to be right there hallelujah but God said I ain't gonna do it how about I'm gonna give you grace hallelujah and I'm gonna strengthen you for what lies ahead oh! Uh, you hear me today uh, uh, your midnight is not so great but what if you'll make it up in your mind by the help and grace of God I will arrive hey, hallelujah I think I'll get up anyway uh, uh, the devil said you're down and you're not going to get up I'll lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help my help coming from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth oh, I'm telling you uh, why don't you just make it up in your mind I'm going to get up Read on for me, Brother Brian. And at midnight I shall arise. I will rise to give thanks. You're going to do what? I will rise to give thanks. Wait a minute. You're talking about midnight now. We're talking about midnight. <laughs> you know what i done, Brother Dan? I went to giving God the glory and I was thanking Him. For, and I said, Lord... I'll do it again if you can help me reach a soul. How much are they worth to us? What are we willing to go through? This jailer in his house would have probably never been saved had not this been the case right here. Praise God. After all, he wasn't concerned about the worship. If you read, he was asleep. 
Amen. So he wasn't concerned and disturbed about the worship. He was laying over there in his place asleep, though he had the charge and he had put them in the inner prison. And, and at midnight, uh, they begin to sing, I will rise. At midnight, I will rise up and give thanks and do what? Praise God. Give thanks unto thee. Uh-huh. Because of thy righteous judgment. Ah, uh, God, you know, you know where I'm at. Amen. Right. In Acts 27, you don't have to turn now, but in Acts 27, he knew where Paul was in the storm. Right. Amen. I'm telling you right now, that's for GPS come out. That's for we had low rats. Praise God. Hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah. Out there in the middle of that storm, uh, the uh, 14th night, I think it was, it said they'd been tossed and uh, here and yon and round about and, and Paul had been down inside the, the ship of praying and seeking the Lord and the Lord just dispatched an angel from glory and said, fly down there. I'll tell you, and he just come right down there and land right beside him. Praise God and said, I got some good news for you in your midnight hour. Hallelujah. Uh, they said about midnight they cast out and deemed they were near in some country. I'm going to tell you this world's in the darkest hour it's ever been in. America's farther away from God than she's ever been. We can blame everybody from the president right on down to the fellow that picks up the trash side of the road. But it's just simply that sin's abounding in the hearts and lives, even in the church and among uh, many workers. Praise God. But I'm telling you, the God that was a God of the midnight then is a God of the God now in our midnight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a time that we need to worship, if there's ever been a time we need to praise Him, if there's ever been a time we need to pray, my prayer has been since last October I'm not praying for a greater anointing. I'm not praying to be a better preacher. I'm praying God give me a greater burden for lost souls. Oh Lord, let me be like Jeremiah. Let my eyes be a fountain in my I'm a be of rivers of tears in my face uh, uh, like a fountain. Oh Lord, give me a burden. Hallelujah. And only God the glory. I've seen more people saved this year than I saw all of last year put together. And it's because God's a moving. Oh, we're in a dark hour, but still God can move. And God is a moving. I will admit not I will rise up and give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgment. Did you read all of that? Yes, sir. That's all of that. Because of thy righteous judgments. Praise God. God will do it right. Amen. The jailer got saved. What must we do to be saved? We won't know something. Hey, this is different. Praise God. There's a difference. Isn't it wonderful? We got it there last night, got talking about going different places, you know, and riding up and folks looking at us and saying there's a difference. I worked for four Jews. My last public job was, was working for four Jews, devout, orthodox Jews. I mean, they were dyed in the wool Jews. And I told them I was a greater Jew than they were because I was a Jew by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, uh, You'd be surprised, Brother Tolliver, probably wouldn't, at the people that would come in there and talk ugly. You know, and tell dirty jokes. I'd laugh at none of them. I want you to know that right up front. I did not even crack a smile. I'd turn around and walk off. 
Those Jews respect me so much till they got where somebody start tell something, they'd say, wait a minute now. Or if they told it before they could stop, they'd say, hold it now. Neil's a preacher. And you'd be surprised at them that it turned around and they'd get religious. And all of a sudden they'd say, oh, you're a Christian. I'm a Christian just like you. I said, not like me. Because I don't talk like that. Yeah. Amen. Come on, somebody, and shout hallelujah. I don't talk that away, praise God. And so one day Jake was the oldest one of the four, and he was the top one of them. And, and, and Jake and me were talking, and Jake said, uh, we've been talking, and we want to we wanna know something. Uh, uh, can I ask you something? I said, sure, Miss Jake, what is it? He said, what's the difference in you and Joanne and most of these Christians that come in here? You know, I just act kind of, you know, natural. I said, is there a difference? He said, oh. He said, me and Joe and Sam and Max's talk said, you know, said, you never hear Neil use no slang words. You don't hear him, no, you don't never hear him no off-color jokes. You don't never, he don't laugh at none. And said, look how he dresses and look how Joe, he said, there's a difference in y'all. And I said, well, let me ask you something. What's the difference in you orthodox and these regular Jews? So I said, a lot. I said, well, it is and us too. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Oh, what's the difference in these men here in the common ground? They're praying and praising God in the midnight hour in the severe trials. They're still giving God the glory. Hallelujah. Anybody can shout hallelujah when you got a loaf of bread under each arm and you pocketbook or your billfolds full of money and your gas tank's full and your car's not tearing up and, and, and they're standing in line to book you, hey man and, and uh, you, anybody can but I'm telling you when the meal barrel's low when the grinding's low, praise God, when it seems like the car's tearing up in every direction when it's stuck in the mud hole uh, whenever things are happening and all of a sudden you can just get up and go on and say thank God, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved to the animals. Oh, I'm talking about what to do in your midnight hour. I feel like there's somebody here today that you're in a midnight hour. You know what you need to do. You don't need to come down here and have a little lay me down to sleep prayer. I've got about upset with all this lay me down to sleep and a prayer that we're doing. That dollar will get up. <laughs> Praise God. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. I believe I'll look up and I'll call on Him and I'll pray and I'll seek Him and I'll sing songs. When I don't feel like it, I'll sing anyway. Several years ago when uh, I was pastoring. I had a diverticlum in my throat. And it got to the place that I couldn't even swallow my saliva without it choking me. I wouldn't go to nobody's house or a restaurant or nothing because I'd take a few mouthfuls and I'd go to choking. And this thing was so big, it's about like this. I'd have to stick my finger down and push it back in and push it in with my finger. And I'll not forget, they kept on at me to go to the doctor. And I went to the doctor. 
and uh, the throat specialist, and he was looking, and we was talking, that thing popped out around my finger down there, brother, uh, brother Philip, and I pushed it back in. I said, don't do that, don't do that. I said, I'd ram a crowbar down there if I had one right now. Praise God. You don't know how it feels, this thing. But uh, uh, the devil said, oh, I couldn't even take a prayer request at my own church. I mean, I, I, I couldn't preach, had to get somebody else. And if I go to the hospital, visit somebody, had to hold my head up and pray for them. I couldn't hold my head down. I'd go to choke and it'd pop out. I'd have to hold my head up and pray. And I happened to think about that woman that her and her husband husband got to arguing over a piece of cloth. The husband said, it's tore. The wife said, it's cut. Uh, 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 husband said, tore. Wife said, cut. Uh, tore, cut, tore, cut, tore, cut. And it got in such a heated argument till the husband got so mad, he run a tub of water in the bathtub, took her in there and soused her down and was drowning. And the last thing she'd done was stuck up her hand and done like this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, Brother Landers, I said to myself, I might can't take up prayer requests. I might can't sing. I might can't preach. But I can do this. And you know what? You'd be surprised that the nights we had revival, oh, I'd go up there and somebody else would be leading the service or they'd be singing. I'd get right up there in the choir with them. I'd go up there like I was going to sing. No, I couldn't sing. Well, I can't sing even now. But I mean, I did try once in a while. But I'd get up there, Brother Fred D, and I'd get up there and I'd do this at them. Hallelujah. And we'd go to shouting and having a whole Ghost run away. I'll tell you today what you need to do. You need to lift up your eyes. You need to say, I might be in a midnight, but I know a God that knows a midnight and knows where I am and what all is going on, and He can come to my rescue. I believe I'll just pray and worship Him anywhere in the midnight hour. Hallelujah. Psalms. Listen, listen. Psalms 139, 12. The darkness hideth not from thee, but the night sure shineth as the day. The darkness of the darkness and the day both are alike unto thee. It don't matter, God. You're still God in midnight. You're still God. And the darkness is no different than the day with you. Amen. The Lord don't have to say, well, I got to wait the sun up before I can do something. It's got to get light before I can do something. No, 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 no. But in the midnight, hallelujah, God sends an earthquake. In the midnight, there's a jailhouse shaking. In the midnight, revival breaks out. Oh, hallelujah. I love the mission field. I'm not denying that. I love Panama. I love Colombia. I love Mexico. But I'm telling you, I love America. I'm a true-blooded, dyed-in-the-wool, red-blooded American all the way. As she might have her problems, but I'm still American. I want you to know that. And my prayer is like, uh, like uh, Paul when he said, uh, My prayer and desire is for Israel that all of Israel might be saved. I'm praying for America to have one more revival. What are you praying? I'm praying for one more Holy Ghost moving. I, I understand this sissy crowd, this backslid bunch, uh, this bunch that's uh, uh, seared their mind uh, as a hot iron. I understand that, but I believe somewhere out there, there's still a few more that we can get in. And in this midnight hour, I'm praying, God, help me to be a man in the midnight hour. Help me to stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. I was in the color guards when I was in the military. And I marched and I was on the right side of the flag and marched with the flag. But that didn't that wasn't what brought me the honor. But when I was in Korea and all of my company was killed but two of us and everything wiped out and I was wounded. Brother, I come back with honor not because I'd carried the flag but because I'd been in the battle and stood in the heat of the battle. Come on, saint of God, the same God that's been with us over the years will not forsake us in the midnight hour. Oh, he'll be with us now as he's been in the days gone by. Hallelujah, hallelujah. At midnight, I'll rise up and give thanks unto thee for thy righteousness. I understand. I know it's 12 o'clock. I know it's between two. But right after midnight comes a different time. Comes a new day. Hey, praise God. You may be nearing your midnight, but remember, saying of God, it's not long till a day's going to break again. Holy, holy, holy. Thank God. Uh, hallelujah. The Lord dealt with me about one more scripture. Now, uh, look for him in the book of Job, if you will. Uh, chapter number f- uh, 34. Uh, uh, verse number, I think it's 40. Let me look and see where I'm at here. Praise God. 20. Chapter 20. A verse, chapter 34. Verse 20. Uh, chapter 34. And, and the Lord dealt with me. Uh, after I'd went to bed last night or had gone to my room. I didn't go to bed till sometime in the wee hours of this morning. But I was in there praying. And I finally got on the bed and went to sleep. Slept about 15 minutes. And God woke me up and said, there's somebody going to be there. And they're lost. You hear me? They're lost. I could call the name of a man that all of you, or most of you would know, especially you older ones, raised among the holiness folks. He is, he is raised in a holiness home. We were good friends at one time. He got out of church and backslid. God sent me just for, for one message. And I come to Bristow and I preached that one message. I went by and begged that man to come and, and ask him and tried to get him to come. And he said, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll think. I said, no, I want you to come. I knew I had a message for him, Brother Tolliver. And I'll never forget. And when I preached, uh, but he died all of a sudden. God, have mercy. Uh, but listen, I'd come there to, just for that one message to try to reach him. I feel like I'm here today, Brother Devin. Uh, uh, bird song more than just to keep us to shout and to make us feel good. And I'm thankful for that. But I feel like I'm here to warn somebody today. You are closer to a midnight than you think for. And you don't know God. And you're out of the sheepfold. And you're well, you've been raised around this thing. You know what it's about. You know every preacher, you know all about it. But I'm telling you, that ain't going to do you no good uh, when you're pressing a dying pillar in your midnight hour. What's going to really matter? That you know him, hallelujah, uh, that died for your sins. Praise God. Uh, would, you, would you read that for me, please? Praise God. In a moment shall they die. Well, just in a moment's time, they're going to die. Look, it's, it's over. My God, have mercy. Just all of a sudden, bam. 
That fella in, in Richlands, Virginia, when I preached to Richlands Camp Meeting, <coughs> Brother Grant Horton's uh, brother-in-law, who it was, and they, they told me, said, you can tell it everywhere you go. And, 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 and I had preached. And there was uh, uh, four of those brothers that had started praying at the end of church that night, back there in the back room, prayed all night, all day. They didn't sleep. They didn't drink no water. They didn't do nothing. Stayed there for 24 hours till church the next night, uh, praying and seeking God for that revival. And they, they come in there and sat down. And I was preaching that night, and some of them had been getting up, walking out on me, Brother Philip. And, and, and I told uh, uh, Brother Mike Flowers, that's his daddy, and Brother Danny uh, McDuffie to go to the back, back there. And I said, lay down right across in front of that door. And they did. And I put my son over here and Brother Eddie Hinton over here. I said, now get up and walk out. I'm fixing to give this altar service. Now get up and walk out and step over the prayers of these men that's been praying for more than 24 hours and fasting, seeking God for your soul. Could you believe that that man and his wife got up and walked back there and stepped over Brother Mike or Brother Danny Mike Duff and walked out and went home and later on uh, rebuked Brother Horton and said to him, I ain't nothing but uh, emotionalism. It ain't a thing in the world just getting excited. There ain't nothing to it. Uh, he's just just, uh, just trying to you know, play in on people's emotion. Uh, but I'm going to tell you what, the following week sitting there that night reading his newspaper, his wife was sitting in another chair. She heard, uh, she looked and he fell dead. My God, have mercy in a moment. In a moment, I'm telling you this morning, there's some people here that you're closer to eternity than you are realizing. You are nearing the end. I'm fearing God here right now. I tell you, the greatest thing, I know that we need to eat dinner, but I'm telling you, if somebody goes out of here and dies lost, I want to know I've done everything I could. I've thrown the lifeline far as I could, and I pled with them. Oh, they shall die in a moment. Read for me, Brian. And the people shall be troubled at midnight. When? At midnight. My God, hell. when did it happen in Egypt? Midnight was deliverance for one. And midnight was a judgment for the other. Amen. Praise God. Oh, and the people shall be troubled. My God, get over here, so and so. They're dead. Read for me. And pass away. And the mighty shall... At midnight. You're closer to midnight this day than you think you are. Oh, but the sunshine, I'm not talking about that kind. You're closer. Oh, God. And at midnight, they shall pass away. Great God, right? It looks like when they got everything to live for. When it looks like everything... Read on for me, please. And the mighty shall be taken away without hands. Without hands. Nobody stabbed them, nobody shot them, nobody gave them any kind of sedatives. Nothing happened, just went in there and there they lay. My God, I'm preaching on what you're going to do at midnight. What are you going to do at midnight? Would it be all right, Brother Dan, if I gave just a little all the service here? I feel like, I feel like somebody here, you hear me, hear me, hear me, please hear me. Somebody here, you're standing closer to midnight than you think for. And without hands, God can get you. He, 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 you don't have to have cancer. You don't have to have a brain tumor. You don't have to have any dreaded disease. No, sir. It don't have to be some robber that comes in and blows your brains out. God can get you without a hand ever touching you. Amen. And without, a, without hands, they're dead, they're gone. Stand with us, please. Would you, would you sing for us, please, somebody, Brother Dan? Uh, make us some music. God bless you, my sister. I just feel like doing this, if you don't mind, please. Praise God. I'm, 
I'm preaching on what you're going to do at your midnight. Oh, God. I'll tell you what Pharaoh done. He rose up, but it's too late. Israel left out, and it was right. All the houses of Egypt began to wail and weep and cry at midnight because death had passed through upon all the firstborn at midnight. My God, have mercy. Oh, are you going to do like Eutychus and sit in the window and fall out, fall out and die? Oh, God. Oh, God. Lord, I have a burden, though I've preached more to the church. I have a burden here today. I feel like I've got friends here today, Lord, that's not ready. They haven't made their calling in election sure. Midnight's coming. Midnight's coming. Oh, God. Let this be the time, the service, the place that they'll say, I'm going to get ready for the midnight. Surely it's coming to us, everyone. Oh, we don't know when. For some of us, this could be our last camp meeting. For some of us, this could be our even last service. We don't know the midnight hour could come. The five foolish virgins went to sleep like the rest. When the cry came, behold, the bridegroom cometh. It was at midnight. Oh, God. They began to try to make ready, but it was too late. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, today, deal with the heart here, I feel. In Jesus' name. Brother Crawford. Could I get you to come pray today? Could I get you to come and pray? I'd like to see you come now before it gets midnight in your life. We have so would you come right now? Oh God. If we Today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your heart is in the provocation. Would you come on right now? All right, what about you that's in the midnight? You're in a midnight hour. You're in a midnight crisis. Would you step out today and come on and say, I'm going to say, Lord, I thank you. Make me a blessing in this trial. Make me a blessing. Help me, Lord, to be a witness in the trial that I'm going through, Lord, in this midnight hour. Give me a song in the midnight hour. Lord, give me a praise in the midnight hour. Lord, don't let me stop now because it's midnight. Thank you, my brother. God bless you. Is there yet another right quick? Right quick. Praise God. Would you come now? Would you come now? Praise God. Would you come on now? What about it, lost friend? Oh, 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 what about it today? My lost friend, midnight's coming. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. We'll turn back to Brother Rock. To that land, may you go. To that bright, happy home over there. May we so right to see for this the midnight. There's enough light to find your way to which God. Is Never too late. To Let us see. Oh, the joy on that day when we. Say, come ye.